It's not the Zade. It's not the story. It's the Zade story. And welcome back to the Zade story. My name is Kevin Zade, and I'm here with two. I don't think our listenership will appreciate the two beards I have before me because they are magnificent. I took a picture of my beard today, and if you'd like, I can give I it do. over, and then we can put it up on the... Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. my co-host, Josh. You know him well. Josh, how you doing tonight? So good. Uh, today, I went... Well, last yesterday, I went to the Brewfest, and it was wonderful. Had a really good time. Good. Uh, slept a lot today. Went to the gym. Racquetball. Took another nap. Came over here. Dinner. Delicious. Hanging out with two awesome guys. I couldn't... I mean, I, honestly, I couldn't have a better day. I'm here to talk about a great movie. Yeah. Ish. I, if you I mean, listen to Swiss Army... Uh, Swiss Army Man last week, or two weeks ago now, you would know that Josh missed out on the love of his life via a nap. And today he took that nap early so he wouldn't miss out on me, the that, new love. <laughs> by far, he is replaced. He is definitely replaced. Uh, you you do hold a special space in my heart, sir. Josh, will you introduce the listeners to our brand new guest? Yes, absolutely. We are sitting here, blessed by first time podcaster, Mr. Tyler. Do you want your last name out there? Sure. <laughs> Tyler, for now, we'll we'll wait to see. Tyler, how are we doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Big fans of the podcast. Big Woo! fans of you guys as people. So this is fun. Little known fact, because we just met him, but I'm gonna let everybody out there know. <laughs> Best bachelor party I've ever been to, held by this man yes. right here. I didn't. Record. I was just there. I didn't throw it. It was your bachelor party. It was your bachelor party, and it was amazing. It was amazing. You probably have to give credit to my brother. He's the one who. Yeah. Well, there's credit. Do out there for everybody that was a, a part of this bachelor party. Everyone who was a part gets credit, but yeah, the uh, Trevor and Jordan. I don't think Trevor helped. Trevor probably much. didn't help. He was in Jordan. Yeah. Jordan definitely <laughs> planned it. It was thoughtful, therefore, you know, it was planned by Jordan and it was perfect. So many memories. Oh, so many memories. We just actually, it's funny because we were just talking about this. It's true. It's true. Out of, out of the, out of the blue. I was thinking about Bymart, and one of the stories is a long story. We probably don't need to tell it. I mean, we could. Right, so we're sitting there arguing about how to get into Bymart because nobody has a Bymart card. And I'm like, well, you just attach to somebody. Just attach them with a the hip and pretend you're with them, and all eight of us will go in with them. And we're arguing about we're the logistics like, of it. Just- Put eight people in with one person who has a buy mark. We'll have to split it up into groups. Like, and then all of us. Like, meanwhile, we've been, we've been th- arguing for <laughs> minutes, like five, ten minutes. It feels like all throughout the conversation, our one friend keeps saying, "I have a buy mark." <laughs> but at least that's the way I remember. It. Yeah, that's how yeah, I remember. That's it. Pretty that's, yeah, that's pretty good. And we none of us heard him. Yeah, we were just all enveloped in our conversation about how to break into buy mark. For the last time, guys, he slams his hand on the table. <laughs> I have a buy mark card. <laughs> and then you all ended up sneaking in anyway. It was true. It's true. It's true. We did. It's true. Oh my god. That was good. So that's just to just to put this man on a pedestal. There you go, guys. There you go. He uh 
when he does it, he does it right. <laughs> Tyler, for our listeners, so they can kind of gauge what kind of a movie viewer you are, give us something about your taste in movies. Give us a favorite director, an actor you love to follow, something like that, so our listeners can attach themselves to you. Okay. Uh, I uh, I like a lot of movies. I can be into a number of different uh, genres. Generally, my favorite movies are movies that are either visually very stunning uh, or innovative or movies that are something that I've never seen before. And so uh, some of my favorites would be like uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, a lot of Stanley Kubrick's movies. Mm. They're very, very visually well thought out. Each shot is kind of planned. There's a heavy emphasis on composition. And usually the structure, there's not a lot of narrative. There's not a lot of people talking. There's not character development. I generally like movies, probably my favorite movies are ones that have very little story. Not a lot goes on. Maybe people will talk a little bit, maybe not. But it's just, you know, camera work, uh, depth of the scene, things like that. Yeah. I think our listeners will be able to tell from that introduction that Tyler is very smart. He knows his stuff. <laughs> it's true. I think we maybe just dug our own grave. I think so. I, I think, think that's possible. The new host of the right. Sage story. <laughs> well, do you remember the first movie that we saw together? There will be blood in the theater. No in the theater. I'm no, trying... no atonement. Uh, in the theater, I don't remember. I do remember a, a night uh, at the Duttons. It was you, me, and Jacob, and we. I'd rented a Netflix movie. It was black and white and in French, and it was supposed to be sci-fi. Yes, and it was like. I don't remember what it's called. It was called uh, Alphaville. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like you guys didn't hate it. They didn't hate it. But I definitely was like, let's run a movie that I might even like, and let's see if these guys will sit through it. Yeah. And you guys both did. You were, you were into it. Well, yeah. It's uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because Jacob Davis is my co-host on the Lobster. Right. Interview. No, I listened to that one. Oh, oh, you did listen. I was. And you sure. told him that you had never seen. Uh, Memento. Yes. Which was, uh, I was like, eh. But then, what was the other? Oh, yeah. You never saw Stanley Kubrick's uh, The Shining. I don't think, and this is shameful for me to admit, especially on this show. I don't, I've seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, but I we watched that in school. Yeah. And aside from that, I don't think I've seen a Stanley Kubrick movie. Well, that's maybe scary. you've maybe you've seen one and just didn't realize it was a Kubrick movie. Maybe uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Nope. Um, is that with Nicole Tom, Tom Cruise? Yeah. Okay. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, I know. Th- I own the the Vietnam one that he does. Oh, um, Platoon. No, I know you're talking about it's one with like the yelling pain. What's his? What's it called? No idea. Full Metal Jacket. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I own it. Haven't seen it. Yeah, so that's one of my big... Uh... We should watch it. There's a uh, documentary on Netflix called Room 237. About The Shining, About right? The Shining. It's about all these people have these different theories about what he was secretly saying in that movie. But just as a movie, just to watch it, like... Right. The panning shots, the way that the, they use the, the building and the exterior of the building outside as a... As a scenery and as like as a character in the movie, it's, right? There's a lot of shots where the camera's rolling down hallways and following boy, and just like huge shots. And the the way that space is used in movies like that is just and so they, entrancing to me. They if filmed I, a large portion of it at Timberline Lodge here in Oregon. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's Jack Nicholson. 
Jack Nicholson. He loves Salem. Well, he loves Oregon. Yeah. Because he was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, too, which was also filmed here in Salem. Do you think I should watch The Shining prior to Room 237? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like you'll watch The Shining and you'll love it or you will, you'll, you know, maybe you, you won't. But you can watch 237 and I'll give you like 10 things to look for easily the next time you watch The Shining. Right. And will it make me want to watch The Shining again in order to find these things? I would think so. All right. I'll, I'm putting it on my homework list. It's a, I mean, it's a good movie. It's one that, uh, I mean, it's long, but I think you would enjoy it. So since we mentioned the first movie, one of the first movies I saw with Kevin, I thought we, one of the first movies that I saw with Josh was uh, Lars von Trier's Melancholia. We saw that one in the theater <laughs> a number of years ago. It was. It was about five, six years ago. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Yeah. No idea. I was like, you know what? Movies, I love I love movies at the independent theater. They're great. They're wonderful. Um, and this one was, was I, I had no idea what I was expecting, but it wasn't what I got. No, I, I read about it when it came out in the Cannes Film Festival, and uh, you know, some people liked it, some people didn't. It was just coming off the last movie he made, um, Antichrist, which is on Netflix. It's a very intense movie it's hard to recommend it to people because there's a lot of disturbing stuff in there but <laughs> it's a very i mean i'd recommend it to someone who can see whatever they want to see i guess is how i'd say it anyway uh-huh. <laughs> just after that movie he made it and i knew going in i wanted to see it for months and months and finally came to the theater and i you know i knew exactly what it was going to be and it was more or less what i wanted it to be but i knew like Let's see, you know, just see what happens. Let's see if Josh likes it. See if... So it was an experiment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I didn't expect Josh to be like, this was a great movie, you know. But my wife didn't. She didn't really enjoy it either. But you were both very satisfied with the end. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of resolution in the end. And kinda... I've only seen the first 10 minutes at your house. Yeah, I showed you because it's like a little prelude to the film. Right. Were you satisfied with the, the 10 minutes? It was beautiful. Yeah, so just yeah. imagine that stretched over two hours with a lot of nothing yeah. going on. <laughs> And that's that's exactly of, how I would describe yeah. the movie. <laughs> that's good. But like I was just saying, like I didn't appreciate it at the time, but as as time goes on, I can definitely appreciate the movie. Well, that's one you can also rewatch on Netflix. Right. So Lars von Trier, Antichrist, and Nymphomaniac Volume One and Two, correct? Those are his his most recent ones. His early ones, um, I can't think of the names at the moment. They were. Um, they were less weird, right? They were so weird, but they were weird not in like a violent sexual way. Oh, okay. They were weird in like a there's no scenery type of way. Interesting. Or, you know, it's about interesting characters, things like that. Yeah. Well. Now that we've talked about it. <laughs> actually, I'm not even going to go. What, now that we've talked about our first movies with Tyler, we've seen so many movies together. I'm having a hard time thinking about. What it possibly could have been. What our first movie together was. Was it, was it Expendables? That's the first movie I saw with both of you, was the Expendables. Okay, And yeah. you two... On my birthday. Yeah, yeah. And you, at some point, were standing and cheering. Yeah. For, I can't remember what the uh, right, content I'll, was. I'll, I remember it. I remember it like <laughs> it was yesterday. So, for those of you that haven't watched the movie Expendables... It was my 21st birthday? Was that how we ended the night? Uh, was that Expendables? Um, I feel like we went out to the coast at some point. Yeah, we went to Portland. And then Portland, that's probably afterwards. Kells. Yeah, I think we showed up late. Okay, yeah. This late is, this on is my 21st clicking, birthday. Right. 
And it was at Northern Lights, right? Sandy Am 11. Maybe I don't remember. we're confusing two different days because this was a day where we, we started out yes. playing disc golf. And You're it was, right. Ryan was with us. Jordan yep. was with us. and maybe yeah. So Expendables was not my 21st birthday. No, that might have, I don't know if it was before or after. but We saw something at Northern Lights, yeah. So Expendables. I cheered. Oh, it was wonderful. Uh, the movie is like almost at the end. You're right at the crescendo <laughs> of all the action. And for those of you that haven't watched The Expendables, first off, shame on you. Shame. Shame, shame. <laughs> Walk of shame, Game of Thrones style. Shame. <laughs> but uh, it's a movie compiled of a bunch of what used to be wonderful <laughs> action superstars. Just a hodgepodge of a who's who of who is not anymore. and at the right moment at the right time in a mostly packed theater at the crescendo of just the most amazing ridiculous action scene Kevin just stands up and does the slow clap (laughs) it was amazing my question is did it result in everybody else joining me no. <laughs> I, I stayed seated. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, that's a. Uh, uh, since we're telling stories, I'm going to tell you the story of the first time I stood up and cheered in a movie theater. I was in. It's been like a number of times. Like you can. Oh. Yeah. Multiple, <laughs> I thought I was part Sorry. of a one time experience. That's a dumb question. I, I was. I think I was in high school when the first... No, it was in eighth grade when the first Lord of the Rings came out. And when Viggo Mortensen chops off the big orc's head at the very end after the big orc has just shot Boromir, that was the first time I stood up and I cheered. I went, yeah! (laughs) Were you alone? No, I was with my eighth grade class. Oh, no. Uh... I think there was like an, an applause. I don't think I may have been alone in standing. <laughs> well, I mean, you're an eighth grader. You got enthusiasm. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm impressed. Then I'm, That's pretty awesome. <laughs> are you saying there's no reason for a grown up to stand? <laughs> I mean, if we were going out to see a, mo- a comparable movie like um, Warcraft or whatever, and you stood up and cheered at the end because someone got their head cut off, I'd be like, especially if no one else did it. <laughs> You know, if you were an eighth yeah, grader, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I know you, so I wouldn't be like, "This guy's a weirdo." But you were yeah. not an eighth grader when you did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. This is bringing back lots of memories. That's great. Tyler has a sexy beard too. Just throwing it out there. Tyler, do you want your your photo on the on the Facebook? Uh, I don't have Facebook, so you can put on whatever this one you want. Here. I don't have a Facebook either. Well, we on our a collective Zade story, story has a Facebook. Right, yeah. that's saying I you can't. There's nothing to connect it to, so for mine, so you can put okay. whatever you want. All right. Okay. Well, maybe we'll take a picture. Yeah. We'll take a picture of all three beards, and we'll see who's the most epic. Mine looks like peach fuzz compared to your guys. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That is not true. Everybody rocks their own style, and that's just the style that you currently are, are holding on it's to. True. I usually do the no guard beard and head all at the same time. That's why my beard never gets that long. Because mm-hmm. when my hair, when I'm ready for my hair to be cut, I well, just shave the beard too. One thing that I have found is that um, most women don't like an extremely long beard on my face. Now that's not to Uh-oh. say that they don't like it 
on other faces, but apparently I'm slightly less handsome, which is okay because I'm already so handsome that I need to tone it down a little bit. You needed it. I to need tone that it down a little to bit. Blend in with the rest. <laughs> I think you you rock the beard well. Why? Thank you. But you do have a lot of charisma in your face. Oh. That's that's oh, true. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. And you draw people in as they come up to your counter. Oh, and mm. you and it's you know. I, I have a beard so I can hide my face. It's like a hoodie for my chin. <laughs> Speaking of charisma, I think we should get to tonight's movie. Oh, let's do it. Uh, this movie was recommended to us by a co-worker. And randomly, while doing beer yoga at Gilgamesh, we ran. Well, Tyler invited us to come have a drink while his wife did yoga, and he's like, "We're." I was telling him what the next movie we were planning on, and he said, "Oh, I rented that tonight," and so he watched it, and we invited him on the show, and that's how we decided to review. Everybody, Everybody wants some. Nice. That was nice. That wasn't planned. <laughs> that was good. That was not planned. It just worked so nicely. <laughs> Let's get right to. The run, 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 run. This ain't high school, man. You're at a new level here. You have not earned teammate status yet. Who the hell are you? Oh, uh, Jake Bradford. And until you do, you're nobody. Excuse me. Yeah? Yeah. Bye. I'd like to introduce you to the new guys. Two rules. No booze in this house. Number two, no girls upstairs in those bedrooms. I'm seriously worried about these new guys. Oh, play a good game, man. We have a little tradition welcoming the new guys. Freshman batting practice. Welcome to the big time, boys. Oh, my nuts. Look at what we have here. Hey, ladies. Party later tonight at the baseball houses. You should be investing this energy elsewhere. Lesbians. I like the quiet guy in the backseat. Oh, there's nothing here. Yeah, I can see how that could get threatening. New guy coming in, getting all the ladies. That's a joke. I got your joke right here. Did he just call it a joke? That's what he implied. Very good. Well, everybody wants some. Back to the movie. We start out... Well, let's explain what it is. Yeah, let's, let's give yeah, it. Let's give I, it like we're running down. Let's run. Yeah. Down. All right. So uh, this is a play off of Days and Confused. Days and Confused. You notice when the title it's got two exclamation points. Right. Kind of like, ooh, it's two. Oh, interesting. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that until I actually like watched the movie and the title came on the screen. Was right, like, right. I, feel, I mean, I, a lot of people have called it like um, a sequel or like a spiritual companion to Days and Confused. And I did, did notice the second exclamation point pop. Like, I was like, pop, pop. I was yeah. like, oh, I thought that was interesting, but I didn't get maybe the. That's an assumption. I'm assuming sure. that's what they were doing. Right, right. I didn't, I didn't pick up on the two part, but I did notice it. And Kevin, you were telling me that this is more of the college experience of the director as opposed to the high school experience of the director. That's what I've heard. Yeah, Richard Linklater, who did Days and Confused, he's also done. A little more mainstream. He did uh, School of Rock, and most recently, right now, he did Boyhood, Boyhood, which was that twelve-year experience. But he's done before Sunset trilogy, which is what before Sunset, before Midnight, and before 
Sunrise. Sunrise, something like that. Yeah, his first film, uh, or his second film, or one of his films, Suburbia, was uh, based off a play, and it's really similar to this one. It's got um, oh, interesting. Seth Green in it. I don't think he wrote the play, but he directed that one. And then his first uh, movie, Slacker, takes place over the period of 24 hours in Austin. And the camera just... Slacker, Yeah, yes. and you just kind of bump into different people. And I feel like he's made... The movie Like we're talking about tonight, Is the, he's made this movie a number of times. The, the trilogy you mentioned. Right. It's all similar. It takes place over a day. This movie takes place over a weekend. Right. It starts out telling you it's like, you know, three days and so many, or so Until many hours. Until class starts. class starts. Yeah. I like that touch. But we'll get into that later. Well, let's get into it now with Vice Back Round. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. I really like I that. I like that part. I like that part, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, we we made note of the fact that like even the time clicked in the screen when it put up the time, uh, and I thought that was a really interesting touch. A good little it, like it draws you into the fact that you're going over a set time frame, and you know how long the movie basically is going to be right because of it. You and know? it's so specific that right. it's not just like three days ago. It's like l- literally counting the minutes because they change on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a nice little touch. But yeah. Give us the most basic plot of the film, Josh. Start right. us off. Uh, gentleman, played by Blake Jenner. His name is Jake. Basically, it's his freshman year in college. He's going off to college to play baseball. The college is like a nationally ranked college team. You know, they go to championships all the time. They're the stars of campus. Everybody loves them. They are completely competitive, super competitive, and it's because of their competitive nature that that makes them, they say, the world's or one of the greatest baseball teams living in a frat house, two frat houses, I think six per house, eight per house, something like that. Something like that. And that's your entirety of your baseball team. So this movie takes place over three days and pretty much it's a movie about nothing. That's very detailed about something, but you just don't know what it is. It's just them hanging out. Yeah. I I think that's, qualifies enough as a plot synopsis rundown as you can get with this type of movie well tyler what do you have to say about it you have anything to add no i mean i feel like if you've seen a number of richard Linklater's movies you more or less know what you're gonna see and it's not a movie that's built on like strong plot points or even necessarily a big character development you know you just kind of plopped into a scenario for a certain period of time when you just kind of observe what's going on and hopefully it resonates with you or it amuses you or something yeah, yeah, I have nothing to add. And that was the rundown. How did you know what room I was in? I'm an, I'm an investigative journalism major. So I guess you know my name then? Yes. As soon as you tell me. I'm starting to have an identity crisis. We've danced at a disco, danced the Cotton Eye Joe and kicker attire, and here we are, punks for a night. You gotta embrace your inner strange, man. Just be weird. Finding out who you are. You gotta tune in, man. Do you guys wanna try a little telepathic stuff? Do it. Lock in. What am I thinking about? Baseball. Having a tail. Cereal? Same as sharks. Sharks have tails. It's a good point. It's a good point. I wish I had a tail. Yeah. 
That'd be awesome. I'm pretty sure that that is a new school record. Well, let's get right to it. Favorite, least favorite parts. That's the segment we're in right now. Who wants to start us off? This is a... I'm going to start us off. I'm going to start us off. Neither of us jumped at the opportunity. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for for taking the lead on that. I'll take the bullet. Uh, I'm going to go with least favorite first. Okay. I guess my concern for the characters was really lacking. Um, I think kind of what Tyler, you said at the beginning, no, there's no real story. There's no real character development. You literally sit in a, you sit in on a weekend with these people. And wow, that's a really interesting technique. And I actually really like that. The problem with the film for me was I didn't care about much of the characters. I didn't know any of them really well. I had trouble relating to them. I had zero experiences like this. The The time I did spend in college was at a community college, not part of any sports team. I never really got hazed like that. Uh, but the biggest thing I can think of was being in the jazz choir, <laughs> which sounds really lame as I'm saying it, but like... The, it was like your group of friends. The, my group of friends right. and, uh, you know, like specifically our group of guys who sang the same part. We stayed in hotels together when we went on trips. Like that bond of friendship was the closest I could relate to these. But I didn't do any of this type of partying or anything like that. So that part is probably my least favorite. It's really unrelatable. So you're to recap, your least favorite part is that you didn't party in college. <laughs> <laughs> My least favorite part was in the film. There was nothing for me to really relate to or care about. I can see that. And you, well, the one thing that I remember both of you saying that I'll butt in and disagree with was the character development because I feel like each character definitely had their set roles, and you know who each character was, and I mean, it's very one-dimensional. There wasn't a lot of depth to either character, so I feel like there was a bit of, of character development. Uh, it's just you didn't care about any of them. I would say there was lots of character. Just, there was no arcs, really. And it's kind of hard to do in a three-day period. You're not going to change very much from, like, you know, a narrative story that takes place over a month or years, like, or over, like, huge experiences. Like, these guys are all changing, but we just get to jump in on one weekend. I don't think the characters really move from point A to point B, I think they all pretty much stay the same. So, like, but there are plenty of character, characters in the film. Characters. Yes. Uh, my least favorite part of the movie, I don't know if it's changed because I've given it a lot of thought. We usually take our 48 hour hiatus from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the movie to now. But originally, my least favorite part of the movie across the board was I felt each scene was longer than necessary, which made it awkward. But as I reflect on that, I like the fact that each scene, I think I like the fact that each scene, like they just went long. It just sets like a tone for the movie. It it just like, and every scene, like, I mean, we're used to, especially nowadays, flash, flash, scene, scene, cut, cut. And it was just long scenes that at the time to me felt super awkward and I couldn't stop thinking about it. But over the last 48 hours, it's not my favorite part, but 
it I, I don't think I can put it at my least favorite part, but I hated it during the movie, and so I have to say, that's my least favorite part, even though now it's not my least favorite it's part. It's kind of like the no. director trying to slow your attention down and trying to... It's funny, because if you look at the title of the movie, and if you read a description of what happens in the movie, you would think it would be just like American Pie, or a movie yeah. just like that. But it, when you watch the movie, it's completely different. The jokes aren't punchy, and they're not coming from a mile away, and the, they're not really even jokes. They're just people playing characters that you may have met at some point in your life yeah and the story doesn't necessarily really appeal to young people i feel like it's more towards people richard linkletter's age which is probably you know up in his 40s 40s yeah it's not something for people who are in that point in their life to say yeah this is you know this is what it was like for me or this is i guess what it is like for me but it's Mm -hmm. more people our age kind of looking back and saying even if I didn't go to college and have those experiences, you know, I might have lived with a group of guys at one point or right. I might have had a close group of friends who went out drinking or partying or, you know, just growing up changing, things like that. And so I feel like to your point of your least favorite, not relatable, I had no college experience like that. I mean, I went to college, but I mean, I wasn't living in a frat house style or, you know, doing those th- type of things. But I feel like just in my life, I've met those type of people like that stoner dude, like he gets high and then he just starts talking about Pink Floyd and stupid <laughs> stuff and like everyone around him thinks it's cool like and you right. you meet someone like that or you meet someone like the angry jock or the angry I jock mean, there's so many or there's just a stupid guy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean that guy was so bad yes. but he played his role so well um, uh, yeah so i feel like there's a lot of different characters you maybe you don't necessarily resonate with one of them but you might have experienced meeting those people in your life i kind of wonder uh how like a, a woman would look at this movie my wife's actually watching it tonight so i haven't talked to her about mm. it but there's not a lot of women, like strong female characters in this movie. There's the auburn hair, you know, love right. interest, but yeah. she's kind of later in the movie, and it's mostly just a bunch of dudes doing young dude things, and you know, it's pretty much they have different perspectives within that group. But there's not a lot of women or female roles for a, a woman to say, "Yeah, this movie draws me in, and I can relate to it, and it, I'm into it." So I'll be interested to hear yeah, what she I says. Yeah, I would be interested. Our coworker who recommended it to us was a female, and she loved it. She did love it. Well, that's where my thought comes in to where the relatability kind of transcends the story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part part of it goes to how short it is. There's not a lot of, you don't learn a lot about the character's past. I mean, they might say they were good in high school, but you don't necessarily know where they come from or who they are. You don't learn anything about them past, you know, what you're shown. And so it's just the less detail you have, the more it can relate to more people. The less specific it is, you know, like the more general I think, you know, kind of go with those slow scenes and just kind of like this very casual atmosphere that the movie has. It's able to like sink in. I don't know. I remember when I watched Dazed and Confused the first time, it was on TV. And probably like the first four times I watched it was on TV. And I feel like this movie, I guess going into my favorite part of the movie, uh, will be the amount of times I can rewatch this movie. Because I, when I watched it the first time, I didn't love it. But as I thought about it, I thought, you know, if this comes on TV, I'm definitely going to, you know, it's going to be on and I'm going to watch it. Because I feel like at some point you can kind of relate to what those characters are doing and the situations, even if you haven't experienced them specifically. You can be like, yeah, you know, I, I know this guy, and I know this guy, and I know this guy. And, and, you know, it's kind of like a Days and Confused. If that comes on TV, I'll definitely watch that. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, Days and Confused, I didn't love it the first time I watched it. I thought it was good. But each time I watch it, it gets better. And I do like watching it. And I think I definitely watch this one each time it comes on as well. It's like his, a number of his movies are like that, where they don't grab you and suck you in and just hold your attention. They're not visually stunning, and the stories aren't, you know, there's not a lot of plot twists in the stories or anything. But as you know, you kind of just think about it and it sinks in. You're like, 
it just feels very natural. There's a very natural style and it feels very relatable, at least to me. And I, that's probably my favorite part of it. You want to go with your favorite part, do a reverse circle, or should I continue with my favorite? Uh, I can definitely go with my favorite part. Uh, I agree with Tyler that I feel like, and disagree with Kevin, I'm sorry, that this movie is really relatable. Like, I know probably each one of these characters. I didn't have that college experience. First off, I wasn't very good at any sports. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have that frat life experience either. Um... My favorite part was Glenn Powell, who played Finnegan. Mm. For me, I just loved his character. I thought he was hilarious, and he wasn't the anchor of the movie, but man, he made me laugh out loud, <laughs> like, like out loud so many times. And now, he was kind of like, maybe not the anchor, but the center of the movie. Mm-hmm. Which you would think would have been Jake. Jake. Well, I think Jake's like the person you follow. But like it, it kind of like Finn. He like he kind of holds everything together, and he doles out wisdom, and it kind of plays it off of him a lot. I feel like. Yeah, I would agree. Kind of the Matthew McConaughey of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now Jazz, shout out Jazz, who recommended this, said that you reminded her of one of the characters. I think her word was exactly like one uh, of the characters this is true we don't know which one she thought and so we were <clears throat> we were watching it kind of looking for who is josh like and it has to be finn right i feel like selfishly i want it to be finnegan finnegan That's yeah finnegan which well, also finn oh yeah. okay okay selfishly oh, right, right. Yeah. but i mean i'd be okay <laughs> to be the starry-eyed guy that came to the team and I don't know. I wouldn't really want to be anybody else. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. It has to be Finnegan. Yeah. If it wasn't, who who would it be? I know. That's so oh. Well, it's not the starry eyed, the, the freshman kid. Like, you're either, she either thinks you're a real a hole or yeah, a loser. I know. It's weird. I mean, they, they had some redeeming qualities. They're yeah. not like. Uh, Each one were. Not a if, bunch of I'd them. have to say, you're like. Uh, <laughs> Who's the guy that throws the ninety-five mile an hour? Oh my gosh! Oh. <laughs> What's his name? The guy uh, from Detroit. Yeah, the one who I was like, <laughs> yeah. Basically he's kind of like the he's like the himself. Dwight from yeah, the Office. The, yeah, exactly. That guy was awesome. Is that your favorite part? No. Uh, my favorite part. I think maybe you guys misunderstood my least favorite part was it I didn't relate to any of the characters which is true but I also I I just had no concern for the characters. I didn't care what happened in this movie. That's I didn't fair, care yeah. who got cut. I didn't care. And I think that's because and that's why I said I that's because I didn't relate to any of the characters and it might be because of the style of this is Friday afternoon. It's going till Sunday, and then it's over. And there's just no real feats of... You're not looking to find out what happens. I didn't care if the baseball team made it. I didn't care who got cut. I didn't care who the guy ends up sleeping with. I just... There was no concern for me. Well, I think probably for a number of those things, Richard Linkletter probably didn't care either. Like, the movie has it's about baseball players, but... Like the game or the team, like none of that stuff, you know, factors into it. Like, yeah. And I think that's kind of like the less that, he, you know, the less he has to tell you, the more it can just be about 
things in general and not things specifically. And that transitions perfectly into my favorite part, which is just being a fly on the wall style of film of just hanging out with these guys. I loved that there was no saving the world. I loved just hanging out with these guys. And while I didn't care what happened in the end, I would relive these three days with these guys again because they were fun. They were funny. They were perhaps a little bit phony, <laughs> like whatever. It was like, well, they're like 19, 20, 20. Yeah, like it was just really fun hanging out with these guys. And so uh, I would I would watch this again just to be there with these guys watching these doofy guys do doofy things and i think it was a lot of fun and and really interesting to not have a point b that we're going to that's just hey you know what take a look you know hang out with these guys for a while and go on with your life like after you're done watching this film and that was my favorite part it's just yeah it's a unique experience it's less of like a movie that you watch and it's more of just literally like hanging out with these guys that you you just get to know and that's pretty interesting i thought that's my favorite part yeah i think that's probably essentially my favorite part too is the fact that it's just kind of intimate and casual and i my i was thinking about my least favorite part at first i thought it was that the movie was slow or it was boring at points Mm -hmm. but then when i thought about it I, i felt like there was really there's no conflict in the movie like there's no sense of danger at any point nothing bad's going to happen, you know. It's just very relaxed and I feel like maybe just if the movie was missing anything, it was just missing something. Cuz like in mm. Dazed and Confused, you know, the kids are running from the bully and they don't they want to get paddled and whatnot. And so right. like, you follow the young kid and you know like you got to run. There's some tension there. And then there's also like when they, you know, dump the water on the bully and do things like that. And then there's you know, there's a fight towards the end of the movie as well. Like there's a little bit of tension. There's, you know, things that kind of get you more involved i guess yeah and i feel like there was no tension in this movie there was no you know nothing there's no typical one guy's super good and everybody else. there's no team conflict really there's just kind of guy conflict like but it doesn't really put the viewer in an uncomfortable position i really like that it didn't put me in an uncomfortable position mm-hmm. and i think that fully ties back into what i was saying about my least favorite part being the awkward scenes but the awkward scenes come from the fact that there was no tension there wasn't there wasn't what exactly what tyler was saying i think that that made this movie better and originally i didn't like it when i was watching the movie but when Mm. i rewatch it i think that's gonna be one of my favorite parts of the movie i think you might be right too yeah just the lingering like feels like the scenes go on 20 to 30 seconds too long just kind of like yeah, I, and I think that's what makes yeah. the scene so awkward is that there isn't that tension. So even if the scene, mm, right, even <laughs> if the scene was the same length, but then they had that tension in there, right, you wouldn't notice how awkward it is. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the fact that it is so awkward makes it a great movie and one that I want to rewatch. Which, what's that sound mean, Kevin? That sound, sir, means it's time to rate. Everybody wants some. I'm gonna start. Okay, for those of you that don't know, one out of six beers. Yep. One is a one is a bad. Six pack means you want to drink all six beers. It's a great rating. Exactly. Kevin, talk to us. What do we got? Uh, I'm gonna. I I wanted to go first because 
mine's a mediocre rating. It's four beers. It's a positive rating. Uh, I'm not. I'm not looking. I'm not excited to rewatch this film. Although I would rewatch it in a heartbeat. I'm just not. I'll wait for it to come on TV. I'm not gonna recommend it to everybody to go out and watch it right away. However, if somebody was like, "Hey, you want to come watch this?" I'd be like, "Absolutely, I'll be there." Uh, I think there's a lot of positive things here. So yeah, four beers. Tyler, I would. Uh, I would. I would also give the movie four beers. It's not a movie that you know I felt like impacted me in any sort of way, um, but it's a movie that I'll definitely watch a number of times. You know, in the future. And it was a movie that I can, you know, I resonate with it. I, I like a number of his movies that are uh, Richard Linklater's movies that are similar to this, and I'll definitely be watching it more times. But it's not something that I think is, you know, at the top of what I enjoy to watch. Yeah. This has been tough for me. I've <laughs> gone back and forth because I mean, from forty almost forty eight hours ago to now, I've changed my rating multiple times. Like it went down, it went up, it kind of went down again, it kind of went back up. Um, I think that similar to The Big Lebowski when I watched The Big Lebowski the first time I got it but I didn't get it Yeah, <laughs> you know like and each time you watch it there's another layer that you peel off and I feel like that's what this movie is and so I reached a layer and I feel like it's a really good movie so I'm peeling back a layer in hopes of watching it again I'm going five beers. I thought you might end at a five. That's, I think that's a good rating. When I feel like, you know, if you ask either one of us, you know, in five years, what do you rate it? You know, it could be five beers. Yeah, I think it could. Yeah. I think it could. I think each time we watch it, it might get a little bit better. A little bit, little bit of a boost. Also, because it'll help us remember this night. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of any movies that are similar to this movie? Like, I mean, I mentioned American Pie, which is similar, you know, in the sense that it's about teenagers in between high school and college but it's not similar in any way like that that i mentioned that movie suburbia which is uh it's about these kids in suburban wherever and it takes place literally from like afternoon to the morning and they're just hanging around outside and that's also a link letter film it's very similar this movie's like you said it's the same as minis but it's very unique also just due to the fact of the timeline the awkwardness the 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 fact that you don't have the agitator in a movie um, I feel like all the kids are almost their own agitators, like just right, the right. testosterone just button heads with each other, but nothing like nothing to cause any tension. Just and that's, I mean, and that's kind of goes to like to me, these are all American kids that are out there having fun. Of course, they're doing a little bit of debauchery, drinking, and having a good time. But like the the family structure that was set up in this movie was huge to yeah. me. Um, they were a family as much as they gave each other stuff. I don't have brothers or sisters. That's what I picture brothers and sisters razzing each other like, mm-hmm. like that. It's loving, it's caring. You know, you tease each other, um, and I really like that they they formed a brotherhood. And that was all before they even hit college. This is going to be a really weird comparison, but this is the one I can't shake. Uh, stand by me. Uh, no, I mean it definitely has. That sort of like either like a road movie genre. Yeah, they're on a quest. Or like a summer camp movie. Yeah, these guys are on a quest in yeah. the title. Everybody wants some. It's kind of clear what's very misleading. But... Yeah, yeah, right. These guys are on a quest. They're they're trying to figure out who they fit, like how they fit together as a family, as these four boys in Stand By Me. Uh, Stand By Me seems more complicated 
with like in plot at least you know they're looking for the dead body yeah there's more depth and structure yeah yeah, off a book so sure yeah you know but but as far as like feel you know they're very different but i feel like it's kind of the same idea the same no i could see that same yeah same feeling kind of there's a movie uh called kicking and screaming by noah bombeck uh, he's some of his more recent movies are like uh, the Squid and the Whale or Margot with the Wedding or Greenberg. With... Is are you talking screaming, screaming, kicking with Will Ferrell? No, the okay. other one. The <laughs> same same title. <laughs> I think the okay. difference is one is and and one has like an ampersand. If you okay. like look it up, but it's a it's a it's about a bunch of college kids who just graduated and they're trying to figure out what they do with their life and there's like a stereotype of the person who stays in college and the person who stays in town and the people who leave and all this other stuff. But it's you know it's similar in structure, but mm-hmm. that movie's more it's you. Know, it's more of like a very dry wit kind of, you know, as opposed to this one where it's not really witty. It's more of emotional or it's things that you kind of pick up on a level other than just, you know, I haven't seen making that making you laugh. Um, it's a good one. I don't think it's on Netflix right now, but mm. it's one that I would, makes me think of this movie a lot. I don't think there's many college movies like college, not college age, but movies about college that are like this movie, which I think again, makes it resonate and stand out for me. Because yeah. most most college movies are your stereotypical. Let's get drunk. You know, there's not really much to it. There's going to be a party where we're running from the man. I mean, it's the same story retold, rehatched every single time. This was a really unique college story, where it yeah. wasn't really about college. I mean, as soon as they got to college, call it the movie ended. Right. So, and that's why it made it such a unique college story. But right. Clearly, they were college students. And they were there for a reason. They were there for a purpose. And then I I just think that's really unique that you can have a college movie without any college. And I thought that was yeah. really nice. Yeah, I would agree. I really enjoyed that about the you know the end of the movie. You know, the movie essentially ends and they tell you it's going to end more or less when class starts, when mm-hmm. school starts. And so he walks into his history class and um, the history teacher writes something on the board, something like um, – frontiers are where you find them yeah uh, and then he just you know starts talking to his buddy and then he kind of like finally made a class and then he just puts his head down and goes to sleep. Like, yes. all right so I've that done, was a great ending i partied too. for three days you know i've had all these experiences and now finally we're here for what i'm supposed to be here for and it's uh, <laughs> like to the desk. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great ending yeah i feel like um talking about your favorite character finn or maybe yourself the movie really like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, sir. I could. So that thing is, when you make that comparison, you know, you're not blonde, so I don't see Finn in your face, but I can definitely like feel Finn in your personality. Oh, keep going, please. I feel like the movie really hinged on kind of his personality. Uh, you realize, I think it's the third place they go to. They're at that punk bar, and you know, they're he's talking to Jake, the main character, and he's like, "Oh, we were at you know a, a dance club, and then we were at this uh, honky tonk, and now we're at this punk bar with all these right, you know, rock bands and." Finn's more or less telling Jake, you know, you just kind of go with it and you, you just experience whatever's out there to experience. Yeah, there's that. And then there's like self-wisdom from that character. Not maybe necessarily like book-wise, but like experience-wise that I could see. Like that was an interesting take for like, because he was a senior or – he was he was, at, he was upper classman upper, upper class man. at least not a freshman yeah and he'd experienced this kind of all before and was speaking from his heart and also his experience which was interesting because sometimes he would say something and i'd just shake my head like that's yeah. a terrible idea but it's like 
no, like that's his experience, and that was interesting. I like. Well, and in the context, they were talking about like going to these different places to meet women. Of being like, who are we really? Right. Like, aren't we here to find out who we are? Are we these people or those people? And he's like, well, we're young people. We can be whoever we want to be, and we can experience all these different things and try on these different personalities. And I think that's, you know, kind of a... I, th- I feel like the director is really speaking a lot through the character of Finn. Yeah, I would agree. Especially when he's talking about, like, his baseball career. Because you meet some of the players and they're like, I'm not going to talk to pitchers because if I meet him in the pros, they'll have an edge on me. And some people who are like, I just play for fun. And Finn was a character who was into baseball, but he knew, like, I'm not playing outside of college. Right, this is... I'm going to enjoy this now and experience what I can. And then, you know, I'll keep things in a, a wise perspective. Yeah. And I feel like you get that, too, towards the end when they're at the drama party. And uh, he's trying to hit on this drama girl, and his friends are making fun of him. And then they go outside, and he chastises them. And he says, you know, at least I'm meeting this girl on her level, and I'm trying to not just, you know, put a notch on my belt or be my jock person and try and get everybody as a jock, but to meet people on their level and to do different things and to really experience and be genuine, even though you're not the same. Right. And that was followed by one of the greatest lines of the movie, which was, you know, every time... We're playing baseball. We're talking about, I'm going to say girls. And every time we're around girls, we're talking about baseball. And that was, that was actually like spot on. Yeah, that was really so evident because every time they're playing baseball, all they're talking about is getting girls. And every time they're around girls, they're just throwing out their stats and what they're going to do on the field the next day. Um, And he was, he was (laughs) the character that was looking to live in the here, live in the now and quick witted silver tongue. Yeah. yeah, he's funny. <laughs> yeah, super hilarious. Three oh seven. That's good. Well, I kind of feel like Jake was pretty wise too. Yeah, like you would think starting the movie, uh, you know, following him into the building and more or less walking around with Jake for three days, that you would, you know, he would learn a bunch of stuff and become this, you know, even over that short period of time, he would become something better. But it, you kind of get the impression that he was already, he already knew all this stuff. Like he was already above everybody. To start with, he didn't grow or learn anything. He was right. already wise. Yeah, he's already experienced somewhere. Because he pretty much said everything Finn was saying, you know, in the river towards the end of the movie. To the girl. To the girl, yeah. yeah. You know, he's saying... And he, he it just, wasn't just spouted out because Finn said it. You could tell, like, that was genuine. Yeah, his... that's kind of the odd part of the movie is where you're having all these new experiences, you know, as the main character. But you're not, I mean, you've already become wise before you've even arrived on the scene. Mm. And so it's kind of... I thought that was kind of weird. Maybe you don't see him grow very much. Yeah. But, like, you know, when he's playing ping pong, he's got, you know, composure. When he's pitching, he's got composure. He doesn't let the the guys, you know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. shake him when they haze him in, in the ways that they do. Did you guys know that if you put uh, your thumb on the lower part <laughs> of your chest as you're laying down and you close your eyes, you can't uh, you can't sit up? I tried it. It's true. <laughs> For those who've seen the movie, you get the joke. I was thinking, if someone else directed this movie, but they had the same cast and like the same time frame and more or less the same script, like imagine how different the movie could be. Oh, it would be. It could have been so different. Yeah. I'm, I'm, who would you want to see direct this? Oof. It, that'd be interesting comparison. I'll let you guys think about it, but I was thinking about it. I was like, this Stanley would be Kubrick. like a good... Uh, Stanley Kubrick. This would be a good Wes Anderson film. You know, he would obviously would be super stylized. Right. And like there'd be cross sections of the house and you'd see the floors and things like that. But I feel like, you know... Yeah. It would be super quirky, kind of like the Royal Tenenbaums, but uh-huh. I feel like 
he could make this movie. I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie the way it was, but I feel like it's so general that you can get a lot of different perspectives or ways to present it. Did Clint Eastwood direct Trouble with the Curve? I doubt it. I mean, I didn't he's see just, it. He's just in it, right? I I want to say no. I hope not. <laughs> okay. He might have, though. You got you said something about directors, and I was like, oh, what did I just recently watch? I just watched Trouble with the Curve. Did you like Trouble with the Curve? It's good. It's okay, yeah. It's I love it because of Clint Eastwood. I love Clint Eastwood. Actually, I like all three of them. Uh, I like Amy Adams is Amy fantastic. Adams is, she's the... Well, Clint Eastwood's the best because he's Clint Eastwood. Uh, but she was really good. Uh, and it kind of made uh, JT step up his game a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, JT is in it. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. I liked Trouble with the Curve. He did not direct Trouble with the Curve. But I was actually thinking... What what would Clint Eastwood do with this movie? Right. Because he's one of my favorite directors. Mine too. Like make a like a take an intense spin on it or Yeah, like make it all about like Well, first of all, the Western bar would be done way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See, they were in Texas and there's not a lot of you know, it's more seventies than like cowboys, certainly. Yeah, for sure. Wait, who I feel that? like it would probably move just as Slow. <laughs> slow it would yeah. move in the same i mean it'd be the same three days it would probably creep and crawl there'd be a lot longer scenes but if it was someone like the 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 cohen brothers or the farley brothers that you know make it real raunchy or something like that like right. you could definitely go that way and just make it like a just a teen movie right. yeah will ferrell uh, yeah could make this uh a will ferrell movie a will ferrell movie easily i don't think that would do it you know any but it favors. wouldn't be good it would yeah. do it, it would make it way worse in my opinion I kind of wonder, like, is a movie, is it supposed to be, you know, kind of ironic or tongue-in-cheek? Or is it, like, kind of winking to the genre of teen movies? Because it really doesn't, you know, follow any of the rules or, you know, but I don't think it's also supposed to be, you know, ironic as a whole. Yeah, I mean... Maybe just the name? Yeah, I guess, like, there's obviously a fair amount of sexual content, nudities a fair amount of language but it it doesn't play it as a joke it's not like a farce it's not a right. it's not a teen movie it's not what this movie would not get spoofed by the Wayne brothers like this movie is unique on its whole existence this movie couldn't be spoofed by the Wayne brothers well, I was thinking like it's almost like is it supposed to be like a highbrow spoof of teen movies like We'll, we'll give it this name. Everybody wants some, so they'll think it'll be about sex. It'll be about high schoolers over a period of three days or college people. More or less, just go to the bars, meet ladies, things like that. But, it, you know, it doesn't doesn't watch like one of those movies. No. But, it, you know, if you, yeah. like, if you read about it and you read the name, then you're like, oh, that's exactly what it is. Right. And so you kind of wonder, is it... Right. <laughs> just, I guess the name choice, you know, it, it could be misleading, especially for people who have never seen one of his movies. And they're like, I've read the description, I've read the name. And then they go watch and they think, oh, this is just nothing's happening. And you're like, well, you're right. You're not wrong. I can right. see why you'd be upset about that. <laughs> well, folks, last episode was Three's Company Clips based on Swiss Army Man starring Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano. And we played three clips. You can go back to episode 47 to listen to the clips. But you only have one week to get those those answers submitted 
So, we got some answers, and we're going to pull the name uh, from a hat. Well, technically, it's a box, but uh, the rules are you have to get the, the title of the movie, and you have to get the relationship to the previous movie. So, Josh... Let's pull a winner before we explain what the clips were. Let me first say that we're going to need to devise another system because I'll tell you what, guys. We had so many responses. We don't have a hat right now because we're literally <laughs> digging out of a box. It's true. And do you know it's how long it took to write down all these names? It took an exceedingly long amount of time. I so, think maybe next time I'll use a, a printer. I know. because I mean, it was fun. It was a good buy. I mean, right, probably, yeah couple hours couple hours just writing down names cutting out the papers yeah at a certain point in time we stopped cutting we just started ripping you just need an intern is what you need basically yes <laughs> so yeah. uh zade story interns uh internship starts as soon as possible yep uh, and, pay uh, is zero mm-hmm. experience but great experience and quality time spent with some of the most amazing individuals it's you true. will ever have the privilege of hanging out with it's true i know <laughs> so I'm about ready to dig in this box, but I'm going to hold the box. We're going to have Tyler dig in it. Tyler, close your eyes and reach all the way in the box. Dig down deep. Dig down deep. Oh, yeah, there it is. All right. What name did you get? Paula. Paula. Hoffman. Okay. Well done, Paula. Let, uh, let me read you her email because Paula got all four points possible. Well done. Swiss Army Man, number one, Best in Show, number two, Pink Panther Strikes Again, number three, Ernest Goes to Africa. The tie-in, this is tougher than the first episode. I'm going to say all three star an actor best known for a character they reprise several times over. Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, Eugene Levy, Jim's dad, Peter Sellers, Inspector Clouseau, and Jim Varney, Ernest. Feeling more shaky on this one, so here's hoping. Well, Paula, you were exactly correct. That was the tie-in. Although, to be specific, the tie-in was technically eight films or more in the series. So, uh, But your answer was so spot on. You got all four points, and you are the winner of this week's 47 or episode 47's Three's company clips. Congratulations. I'll make our voices sound cool on the congratulations. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, folks, this is the conclusion of episode 48. Coming on 50 so quickly. Oh, we've got a great episode 50 planned. Fireworks. Yeah. They're going to look awesome. <laughs> uh, well, all right. So we haven't planned it yet, but it's in the works. I don't want to tell anybody details on what we're planning, but I'll just say new song. Boom. Hopefully. Boom. Got to get that new, new song. Got to get that new, new song. 
No. Okay. No. All right. Uh, for the we Zayn story, <laughs> I would like to thank Tyler Newton. Thanks for coming on the show. This was loads of fun for myself. Yeah, I always enjoy talking movies with you guys, so I had a great time. It was good. Truly appreciate you coming on. Had a blast. I hope you come back again sometime soon, hopefully. Is there anything you'd like to shout out? Any movies that you maybe want to see in the future? Uh, in the future? Uh, I don't know. Shout out to Ryan. I know Ryan's listening. Nice. Hey, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Missing you tons. Yeah, he's working right now. It's hot out there. There's some fires. Oh, yeah. He's getting paid. Yeah, there you go. Did <laughs> I was trying to call a different Ryan, <laughs> and I called that Ryan. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, I think you have the wrong number. <laughs> and I looked back at my phone, and it was not the Ryan I was intending to call. So, so you called I was like, our Ryan. Yeah, I called our Ryan. And I'm like... And he's like, just joking. And you're like, what? No, and he's like... I was like, Ryan, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I missed to call you, and you played it off. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, but he knew that. I know I did tell him that I called by mistake, and he goes, "Well, as much of an accident as it was, and as short as it is, I have to go now." <laughs> uh, I but love that guy. yes, uh, follow us on Twitter at Zade Story. Follow us on Facebook. Interact with us there. Give your comments on the show. Give us your suggestions. Tell us what movies you want us to see. You can always email us or leave a voicemail. We'd love to play that What Did Google Think You Said. For the Zade Story, my name is Kevin Zade. I'm Tyler. And I am Joshua Story. Again, thank you so very much for listening to this great edition. We're almost to 50. Follow us until we get to 100, and then who knows where we're going to go from there. Remember, the best compliment you can give us is either tell your friends or family about us in person or on the internet. We look forward to talking with you next time. How many beers do we rate your favorite movie? For the love of movies and beer. Oodalali. Oodalali. Nice. <laughs>
You sell yourself short, my friend. You do sell yourself you short. Sell yourself but short. it makes things really easy for it's me. True. For you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. so impersonate yourself. I think you just did when you're doing Josh doing Right, you. when I was doing Josh <laughs> doing me. Maybe you should not impersonate yourself, but impersonate Josh impersonating you. <laughs> there are so many levels to this impersonation challenge. <laughs> I love music and movies. <laughs> that was me doing Josh doing me. <laughs> Alright, so wait. How well, now you so gotta I, do me I gotta do you doing you. Me. All right. Unless, Kevin, have you ever done Josh an I've impersonation? Done, yeah, I've done Josh a couple times. Oh, <laughs> uh, my name's Josh, and I like to talk on the microphone and sound like I have a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> that was. But you, you kind of do have a sexy You do voice. have a sexy oh, voice. Well, thank you. There's oh. a timber there, I think. That's <laughs> true. I kind of wondered, is like, did your beard scratch like the the microphone, the pop I filter? Know. I don't know. Does it? Because no. it's got some. Is there any feedback? Depth to it. No, no, there hasn't been any yet, but this is the longest your beard has ever been. It is true. In a long time. Ever. I had it longer once. Mm. I think it was actually in a goatee form. How long does it get before someone tells you you can't have it that long? I don't know. I haven't pushed the subject. I like one of those like don't ask, don't tell type things. Well, yeah, that's definitely how you do it. But yeah. eventually, someone. Well, well, maybe not. I don't know. Hopefully not. I don't think so anymore. Not with being able to have all your tattoos visible, like piercings and everything. Yeah, your your shirt. Go, if I have to go to a beard net, I may go beard net. Your shirt at at Red Robin now. That your your shirt your requirement now. is black. Black ish. We just had somebody complain because they said our uniforms weren't uniform enough, and they wanted free food because of it. Oh, nice! I haven't heard that one. Before. But that's yeah. why you go there is to get free food, right? That's why most people go there. This is Salem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you have to pay for food at Red Robin? <laughs> Eventually. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, on This American Life, Life the podcast, got to shout it out. I don't want to steal the story. Yeah. But they were talking about L.L. Bean, and L.L. Bean has like a lifetime return policy. So like people are like, returning stuff from 30 years ago, and L.L. Bean just looks at them and goes, okay. And they give them in-store credit, which I guess, L- I mean, I know of L.L. Bean, but they're like a huge target, but just like a really high price target. They have everything right. under the sun. Right. And people will like just go camping and grab a bunch of camping gear for the weekend and then come back and then they just return it. Or people will just be online buying like 30-year-old stuff and they return it. And <laughs> they have a no questions asked policy. I, had a, I worked at a place like that for maybe like two weeks over a Christmas vacation. It was uh, working in the mall, working, you know, selling retail clothes. And this yeah. place that I worked at, they had this policy where if you saw someone shoplifting, you could not talk to them. You could not stop them, prevent them, you know, because what if they weren't shoplifting? And then there's a lawsuit. So they they had people who would come in and shoplift on a weekly basis and then come, go somewhere else and return it. And, you know, you just let them do it. If, if you if you got a shirt and you got a grass stain on it, and you're like, oh, this shirt's defective. You can bring it back. You know, just crazy customer policies because... They don't want to, you know, rock the boat. But Nordstrom was the same way when Jordan worked there. Like, you could you could buy a shirt that you knew came from Nordstrom's at Goodwill for $3 and return it to Nordstrom without a receipt, without a tag, and just be like, I bought this here. And they'd be like, okay, here's $75. Like, did, wow. did I share the story about the shoplifter on the podcast? 
I don't think so. I don't think I, I don't think I have. But I'd be interested, and I know our listeners would be interested. So, Sports Authority at Lancaster Mall is going out of business, and they all uh, are, I believe. Yeah, most all of them. That one's definitely out of business. They've closed up shop. But you know, like shoes were eighty percent off. I got a really nice pair of Nikes. I did some shopping. So as I'm in line, the manager is the one checking me out, and this guy goes through the doors, and the doors start beeping, and he's got a couple big bags, and. The manager's like, excuse me, sir, you obviously have a tag on something. And she's like, you should probably get your tag taken off. So then she turns to me and says, he's totally stealing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. And she's like, we're not allowed to do anything. And I was like, oh, okay. You just make it convenient for him to steal. Right. And so I was like, all right, well, and so I'm talking to her about it. And so she explains that basically you can steal anything from the store if you want they're not going to stop like, oh well this is interesting so i go out load up my car and i'm driving away and i see the guy walking and maybe this wasn't the smartest move but i roll up on him and i roll down my window and i was like hey man can i chat with you for a second and he's like yeah he's kind of startled and i said i would be startled <laughs> yeah and i said so is that like a thing really you can just steal whatever you want whatever you want and he's like looks at me sizes me up he sees that i'm not a cop due to my car obviously <laughs> and he says man let me tell you hypothetically if i had stolen anything all you got to do is bring in another bag from another store and load it up they're not allowed to check a bag that's not their store now what he did was it went off the beepers went off and he was like oh yeah it's a tag from the levi store they don't sell levi's and they were like, all right, we should probably have to take it off. He's like, ah, I'm in a hurry. And he just walks uh, out. So he's like, that's hypothetically, that's what you do. You bring in another bag. So I have like a 15-minute conversation with this guy that I've just seen stolen a bunch of stuff. Again, not the smartest moment in my life, but about theft. That was my oh, that was, that was <laughs> I my was, time. I thought there might be one more like step in the story where you're like, well, you're going to turn stole that. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. I, no. You either turned that guy like wrestled him to the ground absolutely not he looked very dangerous <laughs> and i had already He's stolen from criminal. the store because that's a good point tyler <laughs> I, yeah he was a professional criminal like maybe not impressive but it was he knew the ins and outs right uh and i had already stolen from the store i got like 80 percent off my shoes so you stole the right way that's right by not shopping there until they go out of business. <laughs> Until they go out of business. <laughs> and once they're going out of business, I'll take advantage of them. Absolutely. I like your style. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Speaking of stealing, we're not going to take any more of your time. Most everybody has trust, nothing's worth it. 
across the board. Like, Glenn Powell doesn't look like... I mean, none of them do. Tyler, I can't even enunciate the last name, Hotch Chillin. Ryan Guzman. I don't remember these guys in the movie. <laughs> Uh, that's the, uh, the Glenn Powell. Been in like 40 some odd things and I've never once noticed him. Who was, what character he was he? He was the character that was really witty with the mustache. That oh, always... like the blonde hair? Mm-hmm. Is that, I think that guy's name is Finn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I'd recognize him from anything. Finnegan. Uh, I thought that it was... I felt like their the makeup must have been good because it felt super minimal, but I didn't recognize any of them. Well, none of them are really recognizable. That's true. That's on purpose. Intentional, Wait. I believe so. It was like dazed and confused, you know. Right. Well, there was actually some stars in that one, but I think with this one, uh, it was mostly unknowns or people you probably wouldn't recognize. No big names, obviously. Right. I feel like they probably did it on purpose. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense because because dazed and confused. I mean, so many big name actors came up after that movie. Yeah, right. So I think it, they, as right. far as casting goes, I feel like it was done purposefully. Uh, I'm sure they probably didn't want a big name movie star. They wanted to create big name movie stars. Yeah, you're probably right. Tyler, tell us a little bit about McMinimins. Uh, well, okay. It's called uh, McMinimins with an N. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good place to start. Uh, so it's a, it's a company that's been around for just over 30 years. They've got over 60 properties in uh, Oregon and Washington on the West Coast. Josh, tell me how many beers you've – or how many McMinimums you've been to. I have been to my fair share, but I haven't done the passport. I haven't traveled the McMinimins world. Uh, I've probably been to eight, nine. Eight or nine? Yeah. I would have to say that that's probably le- more than I have. But our sound check is good. Sound check is good. All right. That Thanks. was the rundown. Well, let Tyler say it. Yeah, let Tyler say it. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, do you want to say? Sure. <laughs> and that was the rundown.